and we started a week ago a brand new series actually this is called hashtag Jesus our goal is always from now to Eastern that every one of us you are really honest and you think about is there an area in your life where you can increase because in the end of the day my goal is I want to be more and more like Jesus Christ and if there are some issues in my life I want to get rid because I want to be the best version for the kingdom of God and today I want to speak about these communication patterns destroys relationship. You know that words are powerful, aren't they? You can say one word in the right moment and your wife is flourishing. You're saying one word in the wrong moment and your wife is gone, right? You know, there's so much power in, in the words actually. And there's a Jewish rabbi, he had a servant. He said, go to the market and buy something good. And the servant came back and he bought a tongue. They said, okay, go back and buy something bad. And the servant came back and bought a tongue. And the rabbi said, I don't get it. I sent you out to buy something good and you brought a tongue. I sent you out to buy something bad and you came back with a tongue. Why a tongue? And he said, it's simple easy. Because in the tongue, there is the power to establish something and to destroy something. If a tongue is good, then it's very good. It's a tongue bad, then it's very bad. And with other words, it's so crucial how we use the words in our tongues because we can create something and we can destroy a lot of things. And the thing is, in our culture, we have created a, a culture actually of gossiping. We gossip all the time, uh, social media, whatever, and we think oh, that's, that's a cool culture because uh, we have the, meet, the free speech to say whatever we want to say. I think we've gone a little bit too far. And Tim Hürlimann, um, a guy from the Sunday evening community, he want to share some thoughts with us about the gossiping culture. Let's give Tim a big round of applause. Come on, Tim. I think the thing is that we normalized such gossiping structure in our culture. So that's what I recognized a couple of years back that I don't, I don't like talking about people. I rather talk to people. But if I talked about people to someone who weren't present, I would say things and use words that I would never use if the person I'm talking about would stand right next to me. And so I, I, I thought, how can I change that? And I created a filter that I would apply every time I talk about someone. So I would every time I talk about someone who's in present, I would use words and talk in a way that this person I'm talking about could come anyway and join the conversation and, and I wouldn't become comfortable. Another point is that we gossip online because we remain anonymous. Th that's not news to you, I think, because experts have figured out that social media has this weird tendency to create a free space, a platform for our inner monster, our inner beast, that we don't dare to be in real life. We comment, we blog or we Twitter things like, you're ugly or have you seen what this guy posted or this girl posted? How could she do that? And we would never say stuff like that, stuff like that face to face to a person. And the third point, uh, the thing is like, you know, if you um, gossip online and you type it into your computer, you may not speak it out, but it remains gossip. And the third point is we, we love talking negatively about certain people groups who live, are, or, or um, talk differently than us. The best example are famous people. 
Somewhere along the way, our society normalized that if someone is famous on TV, on stage, um, or, or um, in, in politics, or somewhere on a, on a stage, it's absolutely normal and okay that we drag them through the mud, that we talk negatively about them, um, that we laugh about them and ridicule them. Where did that come from? Or we talk about the, our boss at, at work, or our leaders at church, or we talk about, that's, that's what breaks my heart, we talk about other churches um, negatively, and we gossip about them. This church is not small, and is, is big, and too, too big, too small, too cool, less cool. You know, and, and we're, we're not different than the world. And we use measures we could never, sometimes, we could never comply to ourselves. And that's what Jesus warned us 2,000 years ago. He said and in Luke 6, 38, for if the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Hey, guys, this is a pretty uh, tough Bible verse, actually. The way how you, you speak about other people, or for example, let's be honest, the way we speak about Putin, it's not right what he's doing. The same measure will God use for you. And I always say to people, calm down a little bit. That's the good thing about being neutral like Swiss people. <laughs> you, know when, you know when we gossip, you know what we do? We compare all the time with other people. I compare with Tim. And Tim triggers something in me when I speak negative about Tim. You know what I'm doing? I push him down. Huh? He gets smaller and I get bigger. Bigger without doing anything. And I feel, oh, I'm much better than you are, Tim, and I'm looking down. This is what gossip does all the time. Let's give Tim, get up again, a big round of applause. Thank you so much for sharing the word. So now, um, you feel a little bit the topic, I wanna, I wanna preach about it. Um, I wanna go into the, the link from the message last Sunday. It's about in Numbers chapter 12, verse one. Miriam and Aaron began to say bad things about Moses. That's because Moses had married a woman from Cush. And here's the point, Moses did something wrong. It's not that Miriam was, was, was wrong. She said, this is not right, but here is the word. He, she spoke about Moses behind his back. And this is what we're doing all the time. We speak behind the back over people, about people, instead of you, you, you say, hey, Moses, I have an issue. I, I, let's have a talk. And the Bible says, when you find out something in relationship, have a talk on the four eyes. And then the Bible says, if that person is not willing to change, then ask someone for advice. Asking people for advice, it's not gossiping. Say, I need advice. I spoke with Moses and he doesn't see the problem. Give me advice that I can share this point to Moses clearly. Do you understand the difference? Sometimes you need advice and you speak negative, but you need an advice because you want to make it straight. But here the Bible says, she spoke about Moses. And dear friends, when you read this, you say, what's the problem? Are you ready for the pattern of God? Are you ready to hear tonight when you speak negative about people, what's happened in your own life? This morning when I preached about it, it gets quiet from minute to minute and, and I just share the word of God. Are you ready? I can feel it. The psychologist Robert Dunbar, he lived in the 90s, he discovered that we spend one third of our time speaking about people they are not present. And that's crazy, it means just think for a moment when you have a party, how often we speak about other people and they're not here. 
That's why when you have a party of 10 people, all of a sudden you speak negative about that guy. And you know the first guy who leaves the party, he knows when I'm gone, they speak about me. That's why I'm always the last guy who leaves the party. So I'm always in the lead. You know what I'm talking about? Let's go into the Bible. What happens to Miriam actually? Leprosy for gossiping in Numbers chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. And that comes a shocking statement. The anger of the Lord burns against them and they, they left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous. Boom, shakala. In one second, she spoke negative about Moses. And the curse of God was leprosy. Leprosy in the Old Testament was not, oh, I made a mistake. It was always when the Jewish people spoke negative about other people. And you say, oh, I'm glad I'm not living in the Old Testament anymore. I know. But the pattern hasn't changed, actually. And here's uh, the speaking badly about others in the Hebrew language. Check this out. I made a slide. Lesson hara. Lesson hara means he always been one of the worst offense things you can do in Jewish With other words, when you spoke negative about people, what's the worst thing you could do even bigger than stealing and lying? And it seems that God is not easy when we speak negative about other people. Isn't that crazy? Now I can feel it gets very tense, even through online. And when you go into the, to the Supreme Court in Washington, here's a picture you see a very, very interesting picture, actually. The judge in Washington said, we know people gossip. We know not everyone who comes here tells the truth. But we made a decision as the court of Washington, the truth has to win. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit came and he will relieve the truth, actually, in our life. With other words, gossiping, not telling the right thing, it's not a culture from God. It's a culture straight from hell. And the Bible says when we speak negative about other people, that's not God's culture and the anointing of God will not stay on you. Because God is not doing that. This is what the devil does all the time. He puts people down, but then God takes the people, lifts them up again and again and again. I want to share it tonight with my team. How can we do it better? But first, let's go into the story a little bit deeper and I learned something I had never, no clue before. Whoever gossiped will be shot out in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45 and 46. They must cry out unclean and unclean. As long as they have the diseases, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must be live outside the camp. And here is a very interesting picture, actually, from that story. Leprosy meant when you had the full program of leprosy, you had to leave your house. And then you had to smash, rip your t-shirt. You said, I don't care anymore what people think because you were unclean and you had leprosy. Huh, good, wow, wow, you're doing a good job. Everyone saw that you have leprosy. That means leprosy meant you, you are a gossiper. You talk so negative about people. Then they kicked them out from the tent into the wilderness for one week. And he had to say, I am unclean, I am unclean, I am for one week. Have you ever wondered why one week? 
Because the first step to get healed is I have an issue. I have a porn problem. I have an alcohol problem. I have a drug issue. I'm jealous. You have to say, I have a problem. You confess that to the seen and unseen world to yourself. I have a problem. And I was wondering why the house and why the clothes and why they shaved his hair. And now for those people that have not been here last Sunday, I shaved that dude on the stage, his hair. And here's a short recap from the last Sunday. Just check out this. was you. I said, okay, let's shave the hair. Are you ready? So, come on. So, let's go down. Oh, my goodness. So, let's shave the hair. So, almost done. Here a little bit. And here a little bit. Hare Krishna also gone here. So. So. Wow. Wow. Big round of applause. Come on, let's give him a round of applause. Because... Wow, so amazing. You know, why shaving the hair? And here's the point, if you want to be healed, you want to have a get-free moment in your life. It doesn't matter what people think. It was obvious this dude has a problem. He's a gossiper. His tongue is not so holy. And God has cursed him. And you think, oh my gosh, God is so a horrible God. He's such unfair. In the New Testament, there's so much grace. Now listen to me. In the Old Testament, there is even more grace than you can ever think or imagine. God will never punish a guy out of the blue. There was, have always been warning lights. Do you know there's always some warning lights? Even in the New Testament, there are some warning lights. There are always some warning lights. The warning lights means this is a warning. Let's go back to the house here. It, when, when this guy was in the house, nobody could see that he has a problem. It was hidden. And what happens in the Old Testament, when you spoke negative about people, there was a defiling of molds, molds in the house. It started in the house. The molds in the house. This guy saw, there's some molds in my house. Was a warning light from God. God said, hey, stop now. Turn around, change. If you're not changing, if you don't clean the house, you clean your tongue, don't go so far. You are crazy. Isn't that amazing that there's some warning lights, even though in your own house, maybe your wife is a warning light. Maybe your kids, ask your kids very honest. What do you think about my lifestyle? They are as, whole, as honest as the Holy Spirit. They are straight. They said, Daddy, you are poo, 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 poo. They're harsh, not like Swiss people. They're not neutral, actually. And listen to me. There's some warning lights in your own family. Your dad and your mom, they will say, hey, change, please. You have an addiction. And if you don't do anything, you're going too far. There was a warning light. Before this guy had leprosy, there was a warning light in the house. Okay, he didn't listen, unfortunately. And then the leprosy was on the clothes, not on the skin, on the clothes. And after a while, the leprosy created some holes in the shirt. And the friends will say, hey, you have some holes in your T-shirt. 
It's obvious. You are cursed. Something is wrong with the tongue. Here again, you have some friends in your life, good friends in your life. They will say, I love you too much. You've gone too far. You have to change. Please go to counseling. Go to a doctor. But please stop your issues. Do you have friends like that in your life? They see the holes in you. It's obvious. And if this dude, the house is not good enough and the t-shirt is not good, then God says, okay, then go ahead with the full package. The full package is not because God is angry. The full package is because that dude is so stupid and just crosses the warning lights in house by the friends and they say, oh God is so horrible in the Old Testament. Now you don't get it. The grace of God is so beautiful. And then that guy to say, oh, I'm so sorry. I missed it in my house. I failed with my friends. And now I am unclean. Now you can see I have a problem. I cannot deny it anymore. And if I do anything, I will die. Now they cried out to God, God, heal me. If you God, you'll say, you funny guy. I want you here. You didn't listen, but now you need me. You're stupid. That's the way we are. We are stupid. Then when we're in the mess, then we say, God, help me. God say, oh my gosh, you are weird people. And they cut all his hairs. And then after seven days, and I'm going to read the Bible text to you guys. In Leviticus chapter 14, verse 9, he was for seven days confessing. On the seventh days, they must shave all the hair. They must shave their head, the beard, their eyebrows, and the rest of the hair. They must wash the clothes and bath themselves with the water, and then they will be clean. Check this out. After seven days, the priests say, Woo, you are back. And after seven days, he said, Now let's do again a, sh a shaving, a cleaning. You say, What's the problem? They're only a little bit here. And the, the priest will say, I know. But it's so important that you kill your issues in the roots. Don't give your issues again a root system. Kill it, clean it, confess it, because then you will be clean forever and ever and ever. So let's give Marco a big round of applause. Thank you so much. Hey, I was, I was so touched about the Old Testament. So much grace of God in the whole story, right? If you understand the Old Testament, you see the grace of God so many times. And I want to ask you the question, ask question to myself. Is there are some toxic lifestyles in you? You say, now it's time to get rid. There was a warning light in my house. My friends, they warned me too. And I crossed the line all the time. And now I need really a miracle. Why in the world, after they, they cleaned actually his hair, there was actually an offering with two birds. Why two birds and not like a lamb or a bull? A lot of theologians say, why in the world some doves? Why some doves? And here's a Jewish rabbi, his name is Rabbi Shalom ben Yakatza. In the year 1000 he said, he was gossiping the guy with leprosy. That's why birds chirping, chirping all the time are needs for his purification. Birds are 
talking all the time. And God said, you talked so much around the corner, around the back. You need forgiveness and you need a new beginning. And then the priest said, okay, God will give you a new start. And this was the moment when realizing there is always a new beginning from and with God Almighty. Isn't that amazing? Now, we want to share with you guys, with the core team, how can we um, do have a better communication style? Because I really do believe we can create a culture. You can create a culture of using your tongue in a godly way. And here is my core team. Let's give my core team a big round of applause. Come on. Yeah, thank you. Why does a person triggers you or their behavior triggers you so much? If something affects you, it relates to you. If something affects you, affects me, it relates to you. Maybe this uh, person with his very nice clothes, very expensive, very fancy, always nice dress. And you think, hmm, I know that I know that I know that I know that she defines herself about uh, her clothes. But if you're really honest and you ask herself and you listen to your heart, maybe I'm a little bit jealous. I would like to have the same clothes. I would like to have the money to buy that nice fancy clothes. Oh, another example, your boss. You have a problem with your boss and you are all, always gossiping with uh, your colleagues about your boss, but you have not the guts, not the balls to stand up, do something, say something, have a talk with him. Maybe. If you listen to your heart, listen very close, maybe you are afraid to lose your job. And behind that fear is the fear that you can't pay your bills anymore. And behind that existential fear is maybe a lack of trust that God is really your provider. Oh, very deep. In my case, it was exactly like that. And now we are talking not about other people gossiping, we are talking about us and our heart. Wow, so honest, Simon. <laughs> Change starts when we are becoming honest. And maybe you should say, Jesus, help me because I have a problem. Ask Jesus to change you. So there's a, a simple rule when it comes to words about people. Before you speak, you are the master of your words. But after you have spoken, the words you've spoken, they are the master of your life. So that gets a problem. When you speak yes, it says yes. When you say no, it is no. But once it is out, the words are your master. You should, um, you should act according to your words and it can become really tough. So before you speak, say, Jesus, change me. I have a problem. My words always go out. It's like an exploding pillow. The feathers are everywhere. You cannot gather them together again. So ask Jesus, change me because I need it. Yeah, and then the third thing is um, pray to God for this person. Pray to God because it's, I want to see the person the way God sees them. And I remember when my boys were in school and they came home from school, um, sometimes they were complaining about their friends or maybe about the teacher. And I always felt like giving them a different 
perspective and telling them, you, you know, you see from that way, but this could be also this way. And I believe God wants to do the same in your and in my life. I remember whenever a person triggers something, as Simon said, and when I go to Jesus and I pour out my heart before him then and ask him, what shall I do? Then he speaks about that topic that triggers something to me and he says, why don't you have a look from this perspective? Why don't you have a look from this side? And then I am so amazed because I couldn't come up with that point of view, but it's so true. It could be also that way. And because I could change my perspective, then that leads me to another point where I can start to bless this person, to speak out God's blessing over their lives. For example, with just... Um, sending them a text message or sending them a voice message. And this happens several times in my own life because I was able to see that person from a different perspective. I was able to, to have mercy in my heart for what she does or what she plans to do. And I could honestly send her a blessing and bless her for what she planned to do even when I before thought she's so wrong, she's so selfish that she does it and she does not take care of other stuff but only on this stuff. And this was such a blessing for me. And she felt blessed because I could bless her with my words and this changed the whole perspective. To take on a blessing attitude means that before I speak, I let my words go through three gates. Imagine you have three gates starting down here and before your words exit your mouth, they have to go through three gates. The first one is the question, are my words really true? Often you hear things about people and um, you're in a setting, people talking about that person and you just start talking about the person without even knowing, is it true what I'm saying? Because you heard about it from another person, you read about it in the news, you don't even know. So the first gate is the gate of truth. Second gate is the, the gate of necessity. Is it really necessary that I also add my thoughts about this person? And I observe myself that sometimes it gives value to me to add my words about this person. I think, wow, it's, it's good. I know something about this person. And I add it to the conversation and it's just for nothing. So make sure you have the second gate installed. The third gate is the gate of kindness. Are my words kind? Does it really bless this person or should I just shut up? So it helps me to be blessing by imagining myself. I have three gates before my words exit. So because my words are going to be the masters of my own life. Hey, I have a challenge for all of us. Let's be people who lift other people up behind their backs. Yeah. Yes. And I know. A lot of us, including me, we need a miracle. We need a godly touch tonight, maybe. Yeah. Like Isaiah. Isaiah? Isaiah. Isaiah, he had that. He saw the heaven open at his calling moment. He saw the heaven open. He saw the Father sitting on the throne. These mighty angels were singing, hallelujah, hallelujah. And in this moment, he was mm. shaking and said, oh, no, I'm lost. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner among sinners. And then one of these mighty angels came and he touched his mouth. And there something happens. Something godly happens. 
Because after that, God the Father, he, he called out, who is here to spread my news? Who is my messenger? And he said, all right, here I am. So something big happens there. And I pray that we tonight have a godly touch, that God touches our lips and maybe he changes our thinking, our speaking, and he uses me and you as a messenger for his people. Let's give our team a big round of applause. It's very practical, very helpful, actually. Thank you so much. You know, our, our, when I prepared a message, um, I had no clue where the Holy Spirit will lead us in terms of the topic. And I felt, it's amazing. It's so practical, actually. This morning, there was a guy here, and he said to me, I lost the job because I always spoke negative about my boss, about my work colleagues. And after a while, the boss said, just go. And they kicked him out of a company. And often, it can be that your wife is saying, I, I, I cannot handle you anymore. You're always so negative. Don't wonder if people are saying, you don't create a godly atmosphere. Because when you gossip about people, you put people down. And this is what the devil does all the time. And God lifts us up in every situation. And I really do believe we can create a new culture. And a friend of mine lives in American Albany. His name is Pastor Barry. And once a week, he shoots me a text message like this. Hey, Pastor Leo, this is Pastor Buddy. I'm right now in the West Palm Beach, Florida. The weather is fine. I just thought about you. God loves you. And blah, 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 blah. And I, and I, asked, and I asked him after a while, do, do you taking some drugs? He said, why well, are you so positive? I know you and American people are always positive. But this is like even to me for too much. He said, no, 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 Pastor Leo. He said, many years ago, I was so negative about people. And God challenged me. And then every time when I think about you, instead of thinking, I just say on the smartphone what I think about you. And then I proclaim the prophetic view of God over your life. So and it touches me. If I, this is a good and smart idea. And he created a culture of using the tongue on the right way. And in the Corona rights, I remember my wife, she changed our culture and our family as well because often when, when we're going for a walk, I need a person where I can share my frustration. You need a person. Then I let it out. And then after two minutes, she starts to pray for that person I complained. And every time she said, complaining is good, but then let's pray. Because complaining, it's, the, it's, it's good, it's out, but it will not change a person. And then she starts to pray, and every time I get a different perspective about the person. <laughs> Let's give her a big round of applause. And um, what, what I, wa I want to say is actually, you can learn, we can learn that. It's, we can learn to have a godly culture, how we use our tongue. And now my team has prepared some questions and you can remain sitting even though online. And there are some questions on the LED wall and after that I want to pray with us that uh, God cleanses our lips that we are able to speak the truth of God over other people's lives.
church and also online now, I would love to pray with you guys. Can you stand up for a moment, even though online, if you're sitting somewhere? <laughs> I really do believe that we can create a culture of using words like God will use, actually. And if you want, you just take your hands on your lip, lips. And God cleaned the lips of Isaiah. And Father God, I'm so sorry for the moment I spoke negative behind their back about my friends. I want to ask you for forgiveness. Today I realize it's something that you don't like and you never loved when I feel the punishment in the Old Testament. I know Jesus Christ, you died on behalf, and I'm not under the law of the Old Testament anymore. But even though I realize it tonight, I want to be a messenger. I want to be a person who creates a heavenly atmosphere in my family, at my workplace, and use my tongue to speak words of life and truth. Father God, clean my lips right now. Clean my lips with a fire from heaven. That my lips and my tongue is cleaned and redeemed and also restored, renewed to be a messenger. I pray also for healing in your life. I want to ask that every sickness you have in your life, maybe I've headache, maybe I'm facing a depression, maybe I have a long issue, a COVID issue, whatever you're going through. The blood of Jesus Christ is my healing. And I command that the spirit of sickness has to leave your body right now. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, the most high name above all the names. One word out of the mouth of Jesus Christ, and you and your house are restored and healed. I speak it out right now. All the challenges you face in your family, the peace of God falls down into your house. Restore your house, restore your family in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye